You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. And with me, as always, Fluent Rhythm. And he's outside making sure our levels sound correct. We also got Hydro in the house. This is a camera guy doing his thing. Johnny B, which we'll talk about later, but get to know Johnny B because Johnny B and Wake the Flock Up got some things in the, in the plans. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're making it happen. Big shout out to, before we introduce our guests, you know what I'm saying? Big shout out to B-Side Show. Big shout out to... Down and Dirty, that's our sponsor doing their thing. Wake the Flock of Donnez, we're going to go you to find out shows like these from Planet Asia, Medusa, DJ Revolution. And I need, that's just that pause one, Reverie, self provoked. You know, we're staying local as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hit us up, follow us, show us some love. Platformcollection.com is going to go you to find shows like this. You're going to find shows like Crappy Awesome, the Two Mix Hologram podcast, all that good stuff. Whoo, I'm excited about tonight. Okay. And I'm excited for a couple reasons. All right. So, first reason, let me just go off the bat and say I'm a little starstruck. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little starstruck only because uh, I have I felt like you kind of, well, because I'm a heavy video game player, right? Oh, right. And not, yeah. not just that. Also, I'm a, I'm a hip-hop nerd, bro. Like, when it comes to that kind of stuff, like, it's my heart, it's my soul, it's all I know. So, when it comes to, to being able to sit down with a cat that I've listened to as a kid or, you know, yeah. it, it really means a lot to me, you know? Yeah. And then you're just being like, yeah, for sure, don't just set it up with this cat. We'll make it happen. Boom. Yeah. That, for me, is everything, you know? So, without further ado, I want to introduce Acrobatic. What up, what up? Is in the house. Yeah. Thanks for having me, brother. Hey, thank you for here. coming through, man. I really appreciate that. Of course, of course. It's good to be back in L.A. How's your trip going trips going well man you know i'm hanging out with my man seven we just kicking it around southern cal just enjoying the sun you yeah. know what i mean yeah. and trying not to eat too much food that's my main challenge <laughs> you know you, what so you, what, you but, watching your figure yo man it's it's not <laughs> <laughs> yo i mean it's a little bit of that but it's more just about just trying to make sure that i don't overindulge and get lethargic you know what i'm saying so i i definitely feel like I will go and, and just go in on the In-N-Out burgers every day if mm -hmm. you let me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to make sure I don't go too crazy out here. There's a pattern I've noticed. Okay? <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Like, uh, Master Ace was in here, right? Yeah. And I offered him, you know, what do you want? Some Popeyes? Want some... Give me some, uh, what do you want? Hummus? Yeah. All right? Give me some yeah. hummus. Yeah. Give me some turkey rolls. Yep. I don't drink beer. I don't smoke weed. Like, Master Ace is like, I'm like, you're a rapper, bro. You're Let me supposed tell to be you like, something. give me a phone even. Let He's me like, tell you something about Master Ace, man. <laughs> Master Ace makes me feel bad about myself. He makes me feel like I'm not a mature enough human being. You know what I'm saying? He's just so disciplined and so on point with everything that he does yeah. that it's like you know he's he's a coach man it's like it's like hanging out with your coach yeah and yeah. you know he's he's not you know he don't he don't 
force his his opinions or his style on nobody else. He's just like, yo, I'm here to be healthy. I'm he's a very healthy man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He just he he's disciplined with it, and he runs miles, and you know, just <laughs> he's just so disciplined. He eats. But healthy. you're not you're not in any like way out of shape. Like I don't see you being. I like... mean. For my own personal, what I'm trying to do, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like I need to be a little more conscious of it. I, I lose sight of it once in a while, and I just go on, like, eating binges. <laughs> I'm just throwing down burgers and shit like yeah. that. But, nah, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, I try to do the best I can to just, you know, keep myself in as good a physical condition as possible because I'm trying to do as many shows as possible and, you know, just always remain the most energetic person in the room, no matter what room I'm in. You right. know, I want to be the most intense individual, the person who can pick up the mic and just entertain the whole crowd and keep going and do I it think, till I'm old. I think you have a good understanding of what an MC requires. So not only is it skills, yes, yeah, presentation, yeah, image, all business savvy, all that is super important all of that. to make hip hop a career. Yeah. So cuz everyone can do everyone can spit. Everyone can spit. A lot whatever. of people can rap, right. yeah, for sure. Okay, can you present yourself? Do you have studio manners? Do you have right. interview yeah. uh, manners? Can you negotiate in a business? Can you do the, that's all super important. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a soloist, you know what I'm saying, and you're an independent artist. So like me, I'm just I'm a one-man brand, you know yeah. what I mean? So I have to represent myself in the best way possible. Now, by no means am I trying to be on some, like, pretty boy getting all, you know, done up. I don't know. Dudes buying all these extra outfits and wearing earrings and everything. <laughs> like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, big yeah. diamonds in the ears. That's just not me. You know, to each his own. Everybody does what they do. That's just not the way I really ever chose to present myself. It's just kind of more about what I have to say. You know what I'm saying? And my, my approach to the to the music. You know, I just, I'm, I'm an artist. Yeah. You know, to me, it's just art. You know, you think about me, what you ever, whatever you want, but I'll just present myself the best I can and hope for the best, really. Right, right. Yeah. I understand that. I, and I respect that. It makes sense. Obviously, me, peak physical condition. Yeah, man. No, you know that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. Like, I'm you saw to... me and it made you feel bad, right? Uh, it's inspirational. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's inspirational. I just Master Ace that. calls me for advice, bro. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, how... That is such a lie, bro. I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, you gotta do. You know, you just do your best, man. You know Try what I'm the best, be the best you you can be. That's, you know what that's right. You feel like you're doing that? I know, but I can do. I, I mean, look, on me some... neither. Though I'm trying. That's what I'm saying. I'm constantly trying to push myself too to just get better. Just get better at everything I'm doing, every aspect of it. Just improve. On some levels, on some things, I'll say. You know what? If I I can't go any harder. If I go any harder on this, I'm gonna overdo it. <laughs> right. But on some definitely, you know, I need some work. I think yeah. spiritually I need I need some work and physically, you know, I can lose a couple pounds. Yeah. But when it comes to like like this show in particular, bro, like yeah. I'm gonna go hard. I see on this that, show. man. I see that and I appreciate that. And I think everybody that has been involved in the show so far appreciates that. That's it's big time, man. I think that uh, you know, people that still love the music and appreciate artists for being artists as opposed to just like this whole, you know, I understand it's, it's a hustle. Everybody's trying to get out there and get their paper and whatever. But at the core of it all, this is art, you know, so the people who support the art are like the most important people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. giving us a platform to speak and just give the audience the opportunity to, to get a feel for who we are as people you know, you guys are really important for that. What what it is is like first I look at it as first, third, fourth, and fifth. I'm a fan, so it's like who would be super dope to just meet, 
Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, now I can I have that outlet. I've cre- we've I've created that outlet with the help of my friends and, and everyone that's here. Yeah. So now, okay, well, let's just go balls out, bro. Like who? Mm-hmm. I ask them who because I have my my wish list. Yeah. Well, who's on your wish list? Oh, Jada Kiss. Oh, right. da, 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 da. Okay, yeah. cool, Adam. Yeah. Why not? Why not? We didn't think we were gonna get Master Ace in here. Right. Boom, happened. We didn't yeah, think we were going to get blank, the opportunity you know? to talk about what they're doing. I mean, how, how are the people going to know what we're doing if we don't get an opportunity to let them know? Yeah. You know, and give them some of the backstory. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think that's important to people. I like to know that about, you know, the artists that I that I uh, appreciate the most. Like, I want to know. I don't need to know all their business, but I want to know a little bit of backstory that where the inspiration come to, to go in the direction that they're going. Right. You know, so... And I think it also lends to your credibility, the fact that you're still willing to sit down with the independent outlets, because just like, you know, there's you know, commercial MCs, there's, there's, yeah. there's independencies, and that's very much what we are. Everything comes out of pocket. Like these yeah. mics, the stand, everything's, there's no backers right. yet. There's nobody right. saying, hey, here's right. this money, let's get this, co-. nobody yet. Yeah. So right now, to be for an acrobatic to sit down with it, basically, to you at least, not Rolling Stones, you know what I'm saying? So that lends credibility. Oh, like Acro's real. He's a real person. He's still. I mean, yeah, I would hope people would see me that way. I mean, I'm definitely like not some big ball and rich MC. But even if I was, I would still want to sit down and talk with cats like you because this is the the realness. This is the core. You're gonna not. You're not just gonna ask me just the the same three silly questions that every rapper gets asked yeah. by. You know what I'm saying? So. Being able to deal with people on a grassroots level is one of the best parts about being an independent MC. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, like for me, I just get to decide who I talk to and who I don't talk to. Yeah, and, you still and, have freedom. Yeah, a lot of freedom, man. A but lot that, of freedom. has that always been the case? Because you've been on certain levels, certain labels. Yeah, I've been on labels. I feel like um, a lot of stuff was set up for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I would just get a schedule of this is where you're going to go. This is who you're going to talk to. And most of those people were still cool, you know what I'm saying? And I and I made a lot of cool connections and had some good interviews and press opportunities and stuff like that. But I think that being able to just kind of set it up myself, just that feeling of, you know, flying to a city alone, getting there, linking up with my connect and just going and doing my work and just... It just gives me the opportunity to... I feel like I'm getting the full feel of everything that I do. So, you know... I've probably done like, I don't know, seven or eight shows in the last month. And all those shows, just it just felt good to know that like I reached out to people and they were willing to work with me based mm-hmm. on it being me. Yeah. And, you know, we put something together that was successful. So it's cool sometimes to have everything done for you. But, you know, 100% of a small pie sometimes is bigger than a smaller percentage of a bigger pie. Mm. And, and, you know, I feel like in terms of not just money, but even just the rewards of having the the personal interactions with, with the people that you get to work with, you know, actually getting to meet people and talk to them as you build it along the way and then just strengthening those relationships and not just having to be through a middleman all the time. Right, you know? right. Okay, so <clears throat> were those bullets that, that you dodged intentionally? Like, did you have that understanding? Or was there a moment when you were like, I'm li- I need to get signed. I want to get paid. I want to do... Was that ever the case? I think I learned with, with this Built to Last project what the climate of the industry was. I, I wasn't aware of the fact that no labels were really trying to, you know, put any upfront money into any yeah. hip-hop albums. Now it's like labels don't even want to mess with you unless you have the following, you're tour ready to go, 
and <clears throat> and it's something the very they, so at the very minimum you, they're pretty much just tagging along with you. Well, yeah, that that part is the most important part. Concept is that they want to piggyback over you know off of what you're doing, and I personally don't feel like a few grand is going to make or break me to the point where I need to give up the rights to the music that I created and paid for on my own mm. to someone who's not willing to, you know, to throw down decently to make something happen. I mean, we all know that in this business, you, you know, it takes money to make things happen. You have to have like a certain promotional budget. You have to have a certain, you know, budget to put towards doing things like videos and stuff like that in order to get your music in everyone's face or you do it alone. It takes longer. It comes out of your pocket and the rewards are maybe even tenfold. And that's what I'm doing. You know, it's mm-hmm. a slow burn. It's like, you know, I put my album out in the summertime and maybe by next summer I will have really started to feel the benefits of all the, the work that I did with the videos and the touring and doing the festivals and stuff like that next spring and next summer. Yeah. You know, that's when those opportunities are going to start to click in a little bit more. The days of, oh, I sold you know, 5,000 the first week, well, that's over. You might be able to sell 5,000, but it might take a year. It might take, you know, 50 weeks. Right. So how is success judged by acrobatic? So how, what would make you say, oh, uh, this, this project now built to last is Mm -hmm. a successful project? Well, it's already successful to me because I have the physical CD. I think it looks great. I think it sounds great. And I can put it in anybody's hand and be proud of it. And I could perform the songs on any stage in the world and feel like people will have a good time, you know, listening to the music. So in that sense, to me, it's already successful Mm -hmm. Um, to to go beyond that to me would be, you know, just spending the next 12 months promoting the record, doing as many shows as possible and and just getting the record into as many hands as possible. So you got four down, right? Four albums. Um. Well, four albums, including the Perceptionist album. Right, the, that that was the that was we're gonna go into that, which mm-hmm. is the the group that you were that yeah. you were in in were or are always will be a part of. Always will be a part of. Yeah. So is that just a collective that gets together when? Yeah, I, I think that right. The exactly. You know, we've done we've done music together since the first Black Dialogue album, me and my man, Mr. Liff. Um, we you know we put out a record with uh, our homie Bat Sauce. Uh, which is called The Best Route, and that was on his EP that he put out, uh, the Summertime EP, like two years ago. And then we got like five or six songs, like just kind of waiting for the right time to just drop them. And, you know, it might become a full-length album. It might just be an EP, or we might just put a video out for one of them. Mm -hmm. We got the stuff in the holster, but, you know, he's touring a lot, and I'm focused on promoting Built to Last right now. But... I think it would be a safe bet to say that, you know, you'll hear more from us. Yeah. It just might not always come in the form of a full-length album, but right. I think calling it a collective at this point is a, is an accurate way to say it. I like that. Yeah. I'm with that. I, it, it just shows the freedom that you have in your career and what you're able to yeah. do whenever you want to be able to do it. Absolutely. <clears throat> and it's established, you know, there's people that will want it when it happens. You know, I feel bad that, you know, the, the Black Dialogue album was nine years ago. You know what I'm saying? I feel bad about the fact that we haven't followed it up sooner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a little different. You know, back then we were on one of the biggest record labels yeah. in the world, you know, for hip hop. Yeah. So, you know, 
we were afforded a lot of uh, resources that might not be there now. Mm-hmm. So right now we're just kind of more focused on our individual stuff. Lyft's got a solo album dropping. He's got an album with a Polish ambassador that he's doing. And, you know, I have Built to Last. And I just finished wrapping up a video for the title track. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the title track is also floating around on that EA Sports video game yeah. soundtrack. And, you know, I'm just going to do what I can to get as many people to check out Built to Last as possible because I don't believe in my music being disposable. You know, I put out music less frequently than a lot of other cats, but I feel like the music can last longer because it's it's timeless music. It's not just something that will only matter now because of the, you know, catchphrases or the style of the beats. Like, it's going to be something that people can pick up a long time from now. So before I go and throw out another project, I want to make sure as many people get directed towards Built to Last as possible. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> Built to Last comes 2014. Yeah. This year. Yep. At this point, is is this album like a statement in any way from Acrobatic? Like, a, I'm, I'm here. I've never never left. Yeah. Don't, for, don't you forget who I am? Kind of, well, or is it more of a release and like, okay, this is going to be my... I think that the most important part is that, you know, people lose sight of the grand scheme of things. Like if you zoom out and just kind of look at everything, an artist's career is is not just what they did at the height of their career. Mm. And, you know, until the artist's career is over, you're not necessarily going to know what the height of their career was, you know. So you had like um, Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, like those dudes put out an album a year or two ago that went to number one on the Billboard charts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These guys are in their 70s, some mm-hmm. of them. So no one knew that was going to happen. 30 years ago, people were rocking with them. Yeah. You know, 20 years ago, people were rocking with them. Yeah. Eight years ago, I was watching them perform live like, wow, you know, all their old stuff is dope. And then they come with this new album. That's the number one album. So at that time, that day, they were the top band in the yeah. world. Yeah. Um. So what that tells me is that you can always be dope. You can just do your thing. And Built to Last is about, it's always now for me. Like, yeah, you know, I've been around for a while doing my thing, but whoever the top guy is that everybody's into, that person always changes. It's always somebody different every couple of years. But if you're just consistently dope through a long period of time, time will show that. Time will say, hey, you know, look at a guy like... uh Nas, who's just like consistently been at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes, he's consistently been at the top of his game where, you know, you can point to just about any year in the last 15 or 20 years. And those guys are guys that you had to to mention. And in the grand scheme of things, my goal, those are the guys I look up to. That's my goal is to be just mentioned amongst those guys that just were consistent, consistently dope. And they were true to their, true to what they were trying to do and, and what their, whatever their message was. I think <clears throat> hip hop has a very long memory, but yeah. it's people that have that, that allow the trends to allow to allow them to forget with the reality of things. So yeah. what I mean is like hip hop will remember your Tupac's. I mean to this day, mm-hmm. just right now a new story. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much people love this cat. Yeah, so twenty years after he's been shot, people are still hoping that yeah. he's alive. Hip hop remembers. Their MCs, they remember their Rock Kims mm-hmm. and their KRSs. Hip hop will remember that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's because of what you're saying. You, uh, you stay consistent, you stay re- relevant, you stay 
putting out projects, maybe not on the same level as like, okay, every year, right. but that one project will last for the three years. Oh my God, I want to hear the next Chino. Yeah. I know he drops one every three years, but You're I can't right. wait. I can't wait for Chino. it, man. That's a great example. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm trying to accomplish is just being a name that people trust. That's just cemented in hip hop yeah. that people know. I like, you know, I feel that way about the roots, you know, yeah. or common. Like whenever those dudes drop, I know for a fact that there's going to be some stuff that satisfies the the specific fan that I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like, like you were saying earlier, like I do have a fan base that's devoted to that level. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of people that haven't heard of me, well, Part of that's my fault because I'm not the most prolific artist. Like, I did go six years without putting out an album before mm-hmm. Built to Last came out. So I realized that I have to get out here and just do as many appearances and shows as possible to remind people who forgot and to, you know, wake the flock up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm that, saying? And, and get people into it because I know that I make music that there's a lot of people out there who would appreciate it. And maybe they don't have the that just, like that flow of information to them that's making them realize that they need to be listening to me. Right. And so that's why now I plan on doing more videos and more shows and just doing more things to get out there more. Like I'm not really into the internet, but I'm trying to have more of a presence on the internet. Cause I know that it's that's where, now. and that's where everybody yeah, just, lives. Everybody's yeah. on the internet. Yeah. I get it. Everybody wants to be staring in their phone and staring at a computer <laughs> or a tablet. If that's what people want to do, I'll give them a presence there. Yeah. But what I really want to do is just be out and about with the people shaking hands, kissing babies, getting hugs. You know what I'm signing saying? Tits. And signing tits and just like <laughs> making people throw their hands in the hand yeah. them like they don't well, care. Look, you know? like, like I was telling you outside, the way it worked was I was uh, put my Xbox one on. Yeah. Right? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I got this baby. I bought a couple games. I bought yeah. Watch Dogs. I bought the UFC. Yeah. And I bought uh, Modern Warfare. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I'm going down the list. Put, my, put this UFC on. I, I don't know how it happened, but I'm telling you, the first song as you're entering the menu, yeah. when I say after, you say bad. That's good. That's good. And to me, I was like, okay, it wasn't a thought of, wait, who is this? Or it wasn't like, like oh, last time I heard Acrobatic, I was disappointed. No, it was yeah. like, oh, shit. Acrobatic yeah. has a, like, that is, for me, I felt happy for you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I mean, and I mean, in the most respectful, I was like, yeah. Good for him, yo. Like, that's what's up. You got a track on here. And I'm like, and it's, and I know it's going to, so if all these things was like, okay, I'm not the only one who bought the UFC game. Right. So I know millions of copies. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there who have built to last in their homes right now, you know. Exactly. So when it was like, oh, acrobatic, I'm like, it wasn't a thought of like, oh, acrobatic discipline. No, it was like, oh, let me get back on my acrobatic thing because that one thing right there reminded me of, Maybe it wasn't even you specifically, but the time uh-huh. of my life when sure, I heard of yeah, you. Sure, yeah, of course, of the, course, the, man. The years when I was a kid and hip-hop yeah. was better. It was There's just like, artists that do that for me also, man. You bring up certain names, and I'm like, yeah, you know, like. It, it just, like, man, like, oh, hell yeah. Now, so now you 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 build this this relationship with the song, yep. and, and, it, and it, you know, it progressed to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking now, I'm like, fuck, man, I have an outlet. Yeah. I can make it happen, I think. Like, let me see what's up. Hit you up, you know. Yeah. And you seven was already messing with you yeah, on that team, yeah. and and that's how small the world really is. You yeah, know? it is, man. It's like the, it's it's a close knit community, hip hop, man, and we all got each other. And you know, I'm just glad to be back at it, and just yeah. you know, being able to play my role and and do my part in the whole thing, whatever that is. I'm I'm just glad to be here for it. <laughs> Thank you.
come and they go But I've been here the whole time letting motherfuckers know This is longevity versus brevity You'll never be ready to meddle with my pedigree I'm not impressed by Mr. Fresh Guy Too hot now, next year working at Best Buy This is acrobatic, brother, why would you test I? You leave with your chest fried, even the best try And lest I forget, pop rap is no threat I'm a vet from the era of the purple cassette And yo, no I don't drive no fancy car But where I've been, son, your whip will never get you that far Well known as an underground international star You the answer to a trivia question at the bar You won't be around next year But guarantee another acrobatic gem will reappear Because I, I, I'm built to last, I'm here to stay I hold it down, get out my fucking way I'm built to last, yeah you here today But you gone tomorrow, get out my fucking way Handing their careers over like they lost bets Ain't willing to put in the years to be a boss vet Immovable object, rock of Gibraltar There's greatness running by you like you blocking for Walter Old faithful, verbal shots bust your whole grateful If back smells hate true, then black hell breaks loose Here's something new to peep and blast niggas This one 2092 Jeep ass nigga. What you hear, leave the career of Mad Toys dead We ain't going nowhere like Bad Boy said Fresh since the 80s and the 90s, I was dope Since 2000, I've been one of the most dependable to quote Whether you know it or not, I've been blowing up spots, collecting victories Rock with y'all, New York City to Italy I strangle the track and make the song firm Standing strong, firm, built to last for the long term Singing, I'm built to last, I'm here to stay I hold it down, get out my fucking way I'm built to last, yeah, you here today But you gone tomorrow, get out my fucking way From aortic dissection To move hip-hop into a forward direction So you could clear the orbit of this morbid perception That hip-hop can forfeit border protection Y'all forced it with this corporate affection That's leaving fans absorbing nothing more than your sex and flexing If you ain't the authentic, then order my next Sit down with it and learn a thing or two about the hectic, eclectic electricity When I flex my ethnicity, it's no mystery When I bless the set vividly, that history is being made in every act verse you hear is sincere Homage to pioneers is being paid I make the jams that the fans wanna rush for Acrobatic is the one man Mount Rushmore Reason laid the dope drum track for me To proceed with rap's greatest comeback story Because I, I'm built to last, I'm here to stay I hold it down, get out my fucking way I'm built to last, yeah you here today But you gone tomorrow, get out my fucking way I'm glad that they you are back at it. I'm glad I'm glad yeah. to see that I can see it in you. Like, man, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Trust me. Like, I think let this you landing it. I don't want to give it all credit to the video game, but to me, like I said, as a fan, it was what sparked my interest yeah. to go back and check you out. Yeah, well, I've always been about that, just trying to 
get my music to as many different outlets as possible so that people can stumble on it different ways. I mean, because it's not it's not like back in the day where you had like a show you could depend on like Rap City or Yo MTV Raps where you just knew every day you were going to see strictly the dopeness, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like all in all in one nice package. So the music that is like that that will affect you the same way it's a little harder to find these yeah, days yeah. so you do got to get on a video game soundtrack you do got to try to get you know your song used on a tv show or in a movie soundtrack or something like that yeah. and just find different ways you know the the music game is always evolving you know for a while everybody had ringtones yeah that used to be the big that was if you didn't have ringtones <laughs> What are you doing? I and remember, now that doesn't even exist. I remember the 3-6 Mafia talking about it on BET. Yeah. And he goes, and he's talking to the other dude on the 3-6 yeah. Mafia. And he goes, hey, did you get the ringtone deal? Because that's where the money's at. <laughs> right. Like, this is him saying, like, unless you have you have your music on a ringtone, right. bro, you're not going to make no money. Exactly. Because you used to be have to pay a dollar yeah. for the ringtone. Remember yeah. that? You used I to do. Have the, I remember. <laughs> and, and now it's like, okay, let me... You just take some song out of your playlist and make it a ringtone. And it's your ringtone. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's always, it's an ever-changing and evolving industry and just, you know, culture. And you just have to be able to adapt, adapt and prosper, man. And that's why I feel like this was a perfect time for me to put an album out. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time listening to other rap music that's out and there's a lot of good stuff out there but it's also very watered down you know and i think that there are very few artists to choose from on the surface that are really that really appear to have like authenticity as an mc and Mm -hmm. like really be true to themselves and i think that that's where my lane is is that people know that they're going to get the realness from me Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and I don't have ulterior motives for MCing. Like, I don't need anybody to think I'm tough. You know what I mean? I don't need anybody to think that I got all the all the chicks. None of those things motivate me. Yeah. Like, what other people think of my personal life doesn't really motivate me. Mm-hmm. What motivates me is, does my music provoke anything in them? Whether it be thought, dancing, sentimental vibes, anger, you know, make you want to work out, whatever. I'm trying to create music for all those moods so that I'm not just a dude who you just throw act on when you want to, whatever, start a mosh pit. Nah, you might throw me on when you want to start a mosh pit, but you might throw me on when you're chilling with your girl. You might throw me on when you're going to the gym. You might throw me on while you're cleaning the house because all of those different moods are, that's who I am. I do all those things. So I want the audience to feel all of that, not just like one aspect of me, which is like, you know, I'm super pimp thug, you know, just I'm cooler than you. I got more money than you. I'm everything that you're not like. I think <laughs> you can replace that sentence with painting, like music. Yeah. Replace that word with paint because mm-hmm. that's spoken like a true artist. So like an artist goes, I don't want my paintings to express anger all the time. Right. No, I want you to look at it when you're sad. I want right. you to, I want it to invoke you being sad. Yes. I want it to invoke you being happy. I want it to invoke you being angry. Or, All of that. And so that's, as a true artist, like I'm sitting here and I had a, not, a, I didn't know what to expect when meeting you. Because uh-huh. I can get something from your music and, I, and I'm pretty good at it. Because what I do is, I, I'm a headphone guy. So yeah. when, it's just me, my music, yep. the world's gone. So you get you pick up a lot more, I think, when you listen to your headphones, it's more personal. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to someone long enough, you start to pick up patterns. Yeah. Oh, the personality is yep. this, or they, 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 they rap about this more than that. So mm-hmm. you can kind of pick up on who they are. Mm-hmm. And 
I would have said you are you're an MC, hands down, of course. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Mean rap, do, do, do it. But I didn't, I don't, I didn't know that you held it to that level. That that uh, was, it, yeah. you held it that dear. Yeah. You know, uh, I meet MCs that I've listened to for many years doing what I'm doing now, uh-huh. and a lot of them contradict my expectations. Mm. I'm like, man, I, man, I could have swore this cat was gonna be like this. And sometimes it's disappointing. Yeah. And sometimes it's like. Whoa, shit! I had no idea he thought that that right. or he believed he this so strongly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm glad to hear that you have nothing but the best intentions towards hip hop. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, I I teach hip hop culture and and history at a university back back home at, at UMass Boston. So it's an actual course. Yeah, hip hop history and practice, absolutely at UMass Boston. It's uh, last last year it was in the honors college. This year it's going to be part of the Africana Studies program, and you know they've accepted me as a member of the faculty. I got my own office on what? campus. Yeah, so so yeah, I I have. Dude. I have different levels of obligation to hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I do take it seriously. But at the same time, I still respect the fun part of hip hop, right. you know what I'm saying? Like I want it to be fun to listen to my music too, you know? So it's just that I want to f- to run the whole spectrum. I want to just give you the experience of somebody who has been involved in hip hop since basically its inception, grew up with it. You know what I mean? And now I'm I'm a more mature dude and I feel like for that reason I can be at the forefront of like like leadership in this hip hop and not necessarily leadership by saying, Hey everybody, this is the music you have to listen to, but I can get, you know, thirty students in a classroom every semester and say, Hey, this is the actual history of this stuff that they're calling hip hop now. This is the evolution of it. And now, you know, so like in one semester my students uh, interviewed Chuck D on Skype on the projector screen in yeah. class. They got to see KRS One live. They got a tour of South Bronx and the birthplace of hip hop from the Cold Crush Brothers, you know, and also got their own hands on experience. Like they, I had, um, I also do a hip hop workshop at a high school and I had my high school students come in and give presentations on making beats and production, stuff like that. So, like, it, you know, by the time my course is over, you're walking out of there knowing more about hip hop than a lot of cats who claim to be hip hop. Yeah. You know, so that, it feels good to be able to do that. And it also just gives me the freedom in my music to just, not have to feel like I need to address what's wrong with hip hop all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like you hear a lot of rap music by the underground cats and it's like, all oh, the commercial music sucks and this, that, and the third. Yeah. But I just like to make music, just make songs that whoever comes across them might like. One thing that I do notice is that you're able to walk the line of you outside of curse words, which are, mm-hmm. there's few. Yeah. So there's few. Your raps are pretty clean, as in imagery. Yeah, as it's not a disrespectful towards women. Well, it's not. You know, there's, yeah. there comes those. You know, you drop them lines. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, that, yeah, yeah. When that cuss word is boom, it's a need. Yeah, not. Oh, I have right out of words. Let it's kind of the way I would if I was just talking to you in a conversation that I knew nobody was going to be offended by what I say. I moderately curse sometimes. Now, I mean, but as far as like the imagery, I feel like we kind of live in a culture that is unfair to, to children and to younger people where we just kind of take all the stuff that's meant to entertain adults and just shove it down their throats too and just kind of leave them on their own to process what it is and what's going to happen with it. Mm. I make music for adults, but I also know that if a kid was to run across my music, what they would get out of it 
is far less damaging than the vast majority of rap music that's out there for them. Do you think that's why your music lends itself to being on video games maybe. and on on radios and, and stuff like that? Maybe. I just think a lot of artists are irresponsible. I just think a lot of a lot of cats are just aware of the fact that if you just make some porn, people are going to buy it. And so now they've figured out how to take porn and bring that mentality into the music. So you don't have the visual pictures or the video, but the lyrics are just basically it was, pornography. It's funny you know that you I mean? say that because... I specifically was talking to my wife about this was I turned to her and I told her I have a million dollar idea mm-hmm. that if we did it, it would make us rich in a minute. Mm-hmm. Don't even you don't even need visual porn. Yeah. Just have a XM station. So you pay. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. don't of just sounds of porn. Yeah. Who wouldn't that right there? It's yeah. all in your head. But rap music is kind of becoming that. And it's exactly that because yeah. it not only does it paint the imagery of. Of, of of sex, sexual images. Uh-huh. It's also of murder, of drug right, selling. Exactly. I'm cutting it up and putting it in the back. So now I'm picturing... And all that is pornography, whether you see it or not. So, And that's fine, too, man. It's like, I'm an adult. You know what I'm saying? I I dig adult entertainment, whatever. That's fine. People are going to do what they want to do. I'm not going to go on a crusade trying to get people to stop rapping about sex or violence. Do what you want to do. But me... I'm. I just don't really need to rely on those things in order to paint a vivid picture that somebody who likes music can just listen to and enjoy. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we can talk about anything. You can make a song about anything. That's the beautiful part about hip hop is that it's a type of poetry that no other genre of music can really give you in terms of the depth of what you can talk about and what you can describe and the imagery that you can paint on the canvas. Right. You know what I mean? And People know that that especially young people, sex is new to them. Mm-hmm. So you talk about sex and everybody's into it. Oh my God, it's this salacious thing. I'm 23. I'm going to the club. I've only been fucking for like five years. Oh my God, I, this yeah. is I'm so hyped up off my hormones that anybody who's just talking about that, I'm into it. And then talk about getting fucked up. So because that's the catalyst to all that other stuff, and it is. But it's it's like if you've kind of if you've matured and you kind of know what all that leads to, yeah, it's just not, it's not gonna turn you on as much, so to speak, right. as it does. Like it's going to take, you know, something a little more extreme, not extreme, but just <laughs> even a little more creative, man. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you could throw 50 asses on the screen, but I've seen 50 asses before. So <laughs> therefore, that's a cream. <laughs> you know, I've seen things. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm just saying, you you put these things on the screen, and yeah. the people that it's new to, they're gonna be like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hyped off of that. I'm hyped off that. But I just think that the the media and the radio, especially, I mean, I feel like those people are all kind of just fine with the fact that that's all they need to do to get their numbers everything Uh, is based on numbers yeah so there's always going to be a lowest common denominator of people that number in the multi-millions that are going to go right towards anything that's presented to them with beats that they like visual imagery that's sexual and dirty lyrics it's a guarantee that that is going to work it's it's always worked that's the formula that's the formula okay so that's okay though to me, that's fine. Do that. But 
if somebody makes art that doesn't involve those things, it would be nice if American society would also acknowledge that it existed. Mm. Whereas I feel like that's what just doesn't happen anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like they're just trying to usher out hip hop replace it with something else but still call it hip hop because that's the name that's going to sell yeah, yeah. you understand what i'm saying so like cuz there's no other name for it yet right so there's call no, call it something else what does it resemble the most uh, hip hop cuz the best the best artists the best hip hop artists are still young artists they're still young people yeah you know what i'm saying it's like no there's there's only like a few that are in their 50s even, yeah. which would be young. Like we just talked about Black Sabbath being in their 70s and mm-hmm. having the number one pop album in the world. Right. So why is it that we're trying to usher out guys that are even like in their early 40s as being this like is, old, you know? I'm glad that you brought that up because that was the whole point of this show. Yeah. So to me it was hip hop is not seven or eight or ten years old anymore right it's 30 40 years old it's 40 now. so are, are the listeners mm-hmm. are 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 grew up with their nas and their krs's and yeah. you know we grew up with guru we grew we want to so now we're getting to this age where the hip-hop mm-hmm. is not hip-hop it's not so we don't we're not attaching ourselves to it so to me yeah. it was like how can we present it to people that are my age, to that yeah. we remember these and that we want it, yeah. keep them interested in what hip hop was. Yeah. So I'm thinking the best way to because this show is you. Can, I don't really see like a junior high kid listening to it. And nah, no, no, no. Because who's gonna sit there and listen to a conversation when you're 11? Yeah, no. You you have to have some type of intellectual investment in hip hop right. to, to even care about this conversation. It takes a level of maturity to listen yeah. to a shows like this, and it all. Oh, oh, I'm a the only one. There are plenty of other shows. Like yeah, this, yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. But, so it. So I want to be. I want to categorize myself on that level. Yep. Just like you're saying. Okay. They. Yeah. It's good, but that's not what I want to be. Yeah, nah. I don't want to be that fast food music, hip hop. I don't have no need for that. It's not fulfilling to me in any way. So like, okay, I could sacrifice all the touring I've done all over the world, all the people that I've met, all the great connections that I've made, sacrifice all that to just have a hit record that's about fucking and make some money one year and have no one care about me after that at all. Right. And have all my original fans pissed off at me because I sold out. Like, you know, and that's not to say that I would never make a song about sex. What I'm saying is that I would never project myself as that dude. Like, I have songs that are related to intimate relationships with women and in history like historically in my songs i just don't get the girl at the end Mm. you know it's like i i talk about the chase i talk about the thoughts you might have as you're approaching i've talked about people who only want sexual relationships but it works out better for me in the end that i don't get the girl because that's just gonna get in the way of it's not about me trying to make you think i'm the mac it's even on my new album i have a song campus invasion where like it's just a stream of consciousness rhyme but it turns into a story where i'm like hanging out with a college woman on a, on a dorm in a, in the dorm room and it's just like i'm kicking it with her and everything but before everything goes where you think it might go and it starts getting nasty and everything it actually turns out that you know we get in trouble because we're smoking weed in her dorm room and I get her in trouble <laughs> yeah. and I just leave. Which is probably 98% of what really would happen. Yeah, yeah that's Which what I'm is saying. reality. Like it doesn't reality. always end up in a little bowl like, oh, yeah, and then I banged her. Right. No, it's like right. then their little sister walks in the room and the whole right. thing. That's going to be more what happens more often than not. Yeah, and so I mean... I, I understand it. And, and also, too, man, it's just like in real life, you know, 
it might be different, but I just don't feel like you, for me, it's just like bragging about the things in my life that other people might be jealous of would not bring me any joy. Mm. It just doesn't. I get joy from doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, there's no bragging that needs to be done. I just want to do it again. So I just do it again. And then, so music for me is not that release for me where I can go, look, everybody, this is what I do that you don't do. Like, I'm just on a more direct mission with my it's, music, it's which like, is to reach people and 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 like bring something out of them to to do something progressive or you know to think differently about a situation that might be holding them back or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. So you're you don't vicariously live through yourself because I feel a lot of MCs and a lot of people do that. Like, yeah. Oh man, I was the man in tenth grade, bro. Right. Right. Like right. In tenth grade, dog. Yeah. In high school, I yeah. was fucking blah blah. Okay, but now you're. 23, you got four kids, you fat. You I, can, I can promise you, I can promise you that you can think of any, you know, f- famous person you want to think of or whatever, and I can go story for story with them of fun times that I've had that yeah. the average person would be very jealous of. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. not what my music is about, and that's not what it's for. You want to hear those stories, you better have. You know, a couple of L's, a couple of Heinekens. We yeah. better be planning on chilling for a long time, and maybe something like that will come out of me. But other than that, like, yeah. my private life is for me. Like, I enjoy it. I'm living my life. Yeah. And you know what I mean? My music, you're going to get the parts of my private life that I think you can actually do something with. It doesn't benefit you for me to tell you how many girls I've banged or whatever, Any, you know, what happened the last time I went to a club. Like, none of that is going to help you. Right. You know, you're not really going to get anything out of it. What you're going to get something out of it is me saying, yo, I almost died. Let me tell you how I almost died. Here's the story. Now, hopefully you got something from that so that if you were the type of person who was doing what I was doing that led to what happened to me, maybe you'll look into that. Maybe you'll, you know, that's the type of thing that I feel like somebody can do something with. Or like, let me tell you about how I feel you know, the government is treating us or it could be any any amount of different things that we can talk about without me having to talk about what I'm doing in my bedroom. Mm. You know? Yeah. There's so much more to life than that. Yeah, absolutely. You and know? I think it's good that you speak like that because I feel that the are some of the artists have paint themselves on such a one dimension. Right. And they sold a million records with that. Yep. That they want to try it in their ten years from when they started. It's right. like fifty. I know, dog. Yeah. But you've been rich for so long, bro. Right. Like, you can't give me this gangster selling drug shit right, again. Talk right. to me about something else. That's right. why, like, your Nas lasts for because he talked about, and then he'll tell you a story, and then he'll yeah. describe this, and then a true Absolutely. artist. That's why comes Nas from is artists. great, and I think that that's why, for me, the greatest MC of all time is KRS-One. Okay, so let's get into that. Yeah, because I need acrobatics top five musical influences. Top five musical influences. Top five musical influences. Doesn't so, have to be hip hop. Okay, okay. Musical I will still I will still put KRS one in there because I feel like more than any other artist I learned from him that like uh, the art of just being eclectic. You know what I mean? Just having just various styles of presenting yourself, various styles of flow, various concepts. You know, he would come back with a song every time and you never knew what the song was going to be about. It wasn't always KRS-One is the illest MC. Yeah. It could be anything. He, he wrote a song devoted to friendship, you know. He wrote a song about, you know, the community protecting themselves from STDs, you know, like police brutality. Right. All these things. So 
for me, he was the best at that, and uh, I would I would give him a lot of props for that. Okay, and so KRS. Yeah. Um, I have to say Prince. Prince. Yeah, you because. Like purple rain I mean, not just that one. Also, also, Sign of the Times is an incredible album. You know what I mean? Um, Under the Cherry Moon is really dope. I had that on vinyl and played that while I was a kid. Just back, back to front, front to back. He's another artist who had songs about everything. Like, he would bend his genre. Like, he's in a genre where most people only sing about love and men and women. And he just kind of sang about everything. He sang about the world. Sign of the Times was about, you know, his cousin having a crack addiction and stuff like that. And he was really, you know, pushing the envelope as with lyrics of what he could write about. Like, he has this one joint. The Ballad of Dorothy Parker, which is just like a song about him meeting like a waitress at a diner and having like a little kind of fling with her. But it's just like the way he tells the story, it's like a movie. It's like you could see it. The Ballad of Dorothy Parker to me is as, is as much a short film as it is a song. You know what I mean? And so that is the type of thing that influences a song like Alive where I'm trying to make the person be there with me as I'm going through after that, I would have to say uh, Q-Tip. Q-Tip from A Tribe Called yeah, Quest. Yeah, yeah. Um, He is someone who just approaches poetry in a way that I've always just been in awe of. Like, you know, you got all these different gimmicks and quirky things that rappers do to impress each other like you know whether it be rapping super fast or you know multi-syllabic rhyme schemes and all these things that rappers when they listen to other rappers they're listening for but Q-Tip approaches it in a way where it seems to me like he doesn't give a shit what any other rapper thinks about his style what he knows is that he knows his voice is dope and that he knows how to use it as an instrument and he knows that when it comes to wordplay all you have to do is convey what you're trying to say. And okay, so then my, my fourth would be, I'll just say Wu-Tang Clan. Together. Wu-Tang Clan, yeah. Like that. Um, just they, their approach to the mic, you know, the way that they branded themselves. Groundbreaking, definitely. You know, very groundbreaking. The way that they branded themselves and their approach to just rapping as, you know, you know, you throw in your darts. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, the, the friendly competition they had as a crew that they still have to this day as a yeah. crew, um, the camaraderie, yeah. bringing that many people together all on the same page to stand as one unit. And I've always loved the Wu-Tang group albums. Mm-hmm. You know, I, most people get hyped up over the solo albums. I love the group albums, man. Yeah. I just love all the different combinations and collaborations. Um, you know, the RZA himself is one of my favorite MCs, definitely. Uh, so, you know, I would say those guys that, you know, they are to me the epitome of, of hip hop in general, just, cool. and they're another example. I mean, ODB is woo, but they're, they're the example that it's about the feel of it. Okay. You know, nine guys yelling at the same time is not supposed to be in complete unison. <laughs> like you're not supposed to be in the studio clicking and dragging all the vocals and lining them up so mm. that they're all exactly perfect. Right. You're supposed to just let everybody do what they're supposed to do. Because maybe if Master Killer is a millisecond behind everybody, so what? Because that's what he does. So let him do that. Yeah. And you hear it. You know. And that's that's more important. 
Um, fifth. and then fifth, probably uh, man, it's tough, man. It's tough to leave anybody out, but since you know these are just five, it's not like the five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Oh um, no, it's the five. Oh, it's the no. five. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's five. It's five. So you're five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say James Brown. Okay. And the reason I'm gonna say James Brown is is a couple. Well, we have the same birthday and the same initials, so I've always felt like a link to him. He's soul brother number one. Yeah. Like. I've heard people call acrobatic the, the James Brown of hip hop. Really? Like, yeah. Well, numerous times. Well, how too about many that? to count. Do I? I didn't realize too that. Many. That's that's a new one to me. I just hearing it for the first time. But nah. But yeah. you know, James is like the forefather of hip hop. All of the hip hop that I grew up on, all my favorite MCs had beats that were derived directly from James Brown sample. Yeah. So without James Brown. There's no Bomb Squad, which means there's no Public Enemy and there's probably no Ice Cube. Without James Brown, Scott LaRock probably doesn't have the same type of beats that he would have had. Therefore, there might not be any Boogie Down Productions. Therefore, what's going to happen to KRS-One? Like, James Brown's beats fueled the entire 80s hip-hop. And then his vocal stabs and and ha! Like, that is the, the, the groundwork for how we do ad-libs in the booth now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would have to include him as a musical influence. I like that. That's a yeah. strong top five. Word up. But you know what I think the people really want to hear? What's that? It's your bottom five. Because <laughs> your bottom, bottom five? five tell us way more about your top five because... I see. What standard does Acro hold his music So just to? like what, like the wackest artist you, ever? Who in your mind are just like, dog? I dislike this person for this. I dislike that person for that. Oh. I'm not with that. Okay. Your bottom five. Let me let me think about it, man. Let me, I, because you know I tend to just not spend too much time checking out stuff I don't like. So. Can I film that? I yeah, uh. <laughs> Damn, I'm getting put on the spot here. <laughs> I'm getting put on the spot. Hey, so you know, you're not every. These are the answers that we. You ask everybody everyone, this. So you're not the only. So one. so let me just say this though, as a precursor to me answering this question. This is strictly on just music. Like the 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 artist is a product to me. I don't yeah. know. I don't know these people. So don't I don't have. I respect his hustle. Though. No, I don't have nah, any don't personal. I don't have any personal gripes with anybody. Is yeah. all I'm saying. So when I, I'm just thinking about who's awful to your palate, who's not pleasing. Nicki Minaj. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need an explanation? No, no, no. no you're good. <laughs> all right. <laughs> not at all. Uh, Riff Okay. Iggy Azalea. Okay. These are all, no, really. If she fell off stage, I'm not. I'm not happy about that. I don't. I don't wish anything bad on anybody. I'm not saying We're you wish saying physical who, harm. I'm just saying. Just saying who I don't feel. I get it. Okay. I feel like I feel like you're going. You're you're really going around this right. landmine. When I think I think you should just be sprinting. No, no, it's just. <laughs> You know, you know, it's just like the the females in hip hop thing is just very dear to my heart. And when I see people just trouncing on it, yeah, I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it it just gets at me. I yeah. mean, dudes have been ruining hip hop for years already, yeah. so that stuff's just fresh on my mind. Um, I'm just definitely not a big uh, Rick Ross fan. Okay, all right, um, one more. Uh. I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't say Drake. 
you know, I it's just not my cup of tea. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And like those are people who I guess a lot of people know. Yeah. And so it's easier to to point those people out as like, oh, because you hear them all the time and you're like, oh man, I'm so sick of that. Yeah. But as far as like, you know, independent artists, I am pretty much you know, I just love everything, man. I just love everything everybody's doing. I don't think that there's anybody out there who's getting props that shouldn't be. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I like I like Macklemore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like I like what he stands for. A lot of people give him a lot of trouble, but yeah. you know, I think he's dope. How so do you, can, all right, let me I got some personal favorites. All right. You tell me what you feel. Uh, you know I'm not with yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You a cannabis fan. I mean, yeah, yes, yes. You and yeah. cannabis, you and cannabis, same, same era, same yeah, longevity, almost he, same. You know, he's very talented, man. I mean, the way that he has put together some of the illest verses in rap. Yeah, I mean, so there's there's that. I I just think that um, as a hip hop fan, like yeah. what I look for out of music is definitely like the cats who can put it all together. Who have. All of it. Yeah, so like your verses are dope, your lyrics are dope, your your voice is dope, you pick dope beats, you talk about things that matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You have longevity, consistency, you sound good in the booth, and you're good live. Okay. So when someone's like that, that's when you become Talib Kweli. You gotta be well-rounded. Yeah, and your songs are songs. It's like, I like your songs. I like the records you put yeah. out. Like, I'll give you a great example. Um a guy like uh, this young dude, Hobson, isn't he from out yeah, this way? Yeah. I love him as a lyricist. I think mm. he's incredible. I'm looking forward to when he makes more like songs that are like, that feel like records that you could spin at a hip hop party or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Because he's obviously more focused on the poetry and he's so good at it. And I think that'll you know, come with maturity. I do too. I do too. Like, that, that I, I believe in that dude. Like, I, I Imagine think he's, he's the truth. Hobson, five years from now. That's what I'm saying. That's the cat you want to hear. That's what I'm going to be listening to probably. I'm with that. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to run down the list. You know, I already know you're a Slane fan. I'm a Slane fan yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Chino, I'm a Chino fan. Yep. I don't know how you feel about great Chino. Great lyricist, great yeah. lyricist, absolutely. Okay, is there a cat that you've met, wanted to meet, or that you haven't been able to meet in your career that you like, man, i just been a fan? Or have you just met everyone you've... I've met just about everyone, man. Is there anyone I, you want to work with that you haven't the, been able KRS. to? KRS. KRS. I mean, one of the things I'm most thankful about in my career is that it has put me in front of all the people that I always loved listening to, and almost all of them knew who I was and acknowledged that I was nice. And that was the only yeah. dream I ever really had with hip hop was to be looking at KRS and have him look at me and be like, "Yo, that was dope." And literally, that happened. You know what I'm saying? Literally, I met Guru and Premier, and they knew who I was when I met them, and that was like. In the 90s, some Dang. point in time. And Guru say you were nice. Yeah. You know, like, Dang. you know, Chuck D, you know, recently as a month ago, you know, he's he's always speaking about me and, and saying that, like, I'm one of the guys at the forefront in his mind of, you know, like, guys who are taking the baton and, and, and taking it to the next level for this generation. So... That I'm just I'm humbled by that. That's not yeah. something I even really like talk about a lot. Yeah. All of that shit is really just like putting me on the spot. You know that concept. <laughs> you know, you got me out here saying who I don't like on the mic and shit like that. But but look, look, <laughs> we'll keep it at that because he, I think I think if I could say like, oh man, someone choose a, a list of MCs that you wanted hip hop at this worldwide summit. Yeah. 
Acrobatic would be one of those cats that'd be like, get him. Because if you get this motherfucker, right. I already know he's going to cuss, a, cuss right, him a right, storm. Right. No, I got to balance get it this out. Cat. Get Nas. Oh, please yeah. get Nas because yeah. he's going to be respectful. He's going to be intelligent. He's going to be that. That's yeah. the kind of cat you want to be at I mean, yeah, and you know, I just feel like there's some people who don't care about any of that. Yeah. And like some of the things that, some of the people that I was talking about on that list, I think they don't care about any of that and that they're just in it for personal gain. And those people are, you know, they're kind of poisonous to the culture because they have more influence than a lot of the artists who could take the culture in a really positive direction. Yeah. You know, if you have one person that can come out and in one fell swoop say no, all you females of the hip hop generation, get on here and shake your ass yeah. and and throw on your tiniest G string because if you don't, these niggas ain't gonna pay no attention to you. Yeah. And you know, that is after all how you find a good man, right? Just put your ass out there. Yeah. I mean, I just personally feel like that's not helping. It's now, not. if everybody wants to throw tomatoes at me because I feel like that's not helping, mm -hmm. then that's their right, and that's kind of where America is at right now. Everybody do whatever the fuck you want and kiss my ass if you don't support it. And that's cool, but I don't really think that's bringing too many people to the promised land. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the joke ends up being on the supporters of that shit. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that there's some people that are very wealthy and smarter than the average person that know that if they continue to put money into certain trains of thought and promoting those lifestyles and trains of thought that you can keep poor, uneducated people in a bad situation for as long as you want because they're entertained by it in a very easy way. Just put it on a TV screen. And the people who are the flock that are not being woken up to it, they're all they're just happy because ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. You're happy. We have our entertainment. This is all we care about. So you keep the people not wanting more, not wanting better for themselves, and they will actually care more about a celebrity's life than their own because that person is just on the screen and they're getting money, and somehow that clicks in their head that, oh, I could be that superstar. I could get that money. So maybe if I just open up an Instagram account and put my ass on there every day, I'll get some money and I'll be mm -hmm. famous one day. Yeah. And so they start thinking that having 15,000 people looking at their ass every day is fame. And, you know, they're going to try to figure out how to turn that into money. And then they have their role model on TV going, yeah, you know, fuck all you skinny bitches. And then that's what hip hop gets the rap for because VH1 puts it on TV and, you know, they're like MTV puts it on TV and it's like, we're this, y'all are that. Fuck y'all over there because y'all ain't like us. We're the bitches with the big hips. Fuck y'all skinny bitches. Y'all ain't shit. Yeah. We're the niggas who wear the snapbacks. Fuck y'all niggas. Y'all wear fitteds. And that's what hip-hop gets the rap for being, just this confrontational group of people who hate each other that everybody's trying to climb over each other to be the person with the most money and the most bitches. And I'm saying that they should call that shit something else and let hip-hop be hip-hop. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I don't really care if that means that my records get played more or less. That's not what I'm in it for because my career is taking care of itself. I'm chilling with good people, talking about what I love to do, and that's what I'm trying to get out of, out of the game, you know? So I'm already getting it. There's no extra. Just like Chuck D, when he was going at Hot 97, he said the same thing. Like, I'm not doing this because I want airplay. Public Enemy is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Y'all yeah. need to listen to what the man is saying, you know what I mean? There's not personal gain. You know who's in it for personal gain. They tell you. I'm glad that you, I'm glad you get it. I'm glad you have an understanding and you realize your responsibilities. Yeah. You're willing to take them on and you demand that other people do the same. That's the whole point. Like you were saying, you pointed out the name of the show. It is that. It's me. We're more than 
bitches and hoes and drug dealers and da-da. we're right. fathers, we're mothers, we're yeah, students, just regular we're people, intellectual people. Where we read, we write, we right. we raise a family, we go to school. Like there's more to them. You need to wake up than to them with the hip hop that's being pushed to you. There's yeah. way more behind. But it. you know what, man? A lot of these people out here just you know. Pardon the expression, but it's a lot of Bamas out here, man. It's a lot. It's a lot of people that don't never go nowhere, don't know nothing about the world other than their own local little thing. Yeah. The only thing they have to talk about is the other people that are in their own local mm-hmm. little thing and whatever little beefs they might have. Yeah. I feel bad for those people. You know, on my song Hope, I say, you know, get out and see the world. Your block will blind you and and you know and stop you from the things that you need to leave behind you. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like. That's how I feel because the more of the world you see and the more you see how other people live, Americans just don't see it. Americans don't realize that other countries are not necessarily keeping their people from getting proper education, taxing the hell out of them, taxing the hell out of them just to stay healthy and and doing things to make sure that we're distracted from what we need to be doing with our lives. Mm -hmm. And so we're just kind of all into it. Like, yeah, well, we have entertainment. I got this new... Big booty song out. It's what I tell people. <laughs> you gotta start seeing the difference between this is entertainment and this is distraction. So are they trying to entertain you or are they trying to distract you yeah. from something you should pay attention to? Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. It started as the first steps towards a man's ending It ended up being more like Johnny Depp in Transcendence The numbness, how did I become this? Will anybody learn anything from this? We've all felt like a shell of a man But imagine a man without a shell, that's a living hell Virtual prison cell murdered my existence Or is it preserving my existence? I can't feel, but this is colder than the worst December I'm like the Captain America flick, the first Avenger Mine's intact, but yet and still it hurts to remember Where's my home? Did it burst in the embers? What about my loved ones? Are they gone forever? Did we take our last road trip singing silly songs together? Who's in charge here? Who do I talk to? What kind of time portal did I walk through? Somebody tell me, where am I? Questions are many, your mind's in a frenzy Hold up for a moment, calm down, let me tell thee You are you in your truest form, just with no human form Nowadays human ain't the norm Your body would roast, the sun is too close With new types of bacteria, our bodies fell host It's 80 years beyond when you've last yawned You miss the earth splitters and the winters with the nuclear dawns Act, it's me, lift. I stored your consciousness on a disc I'm leader of a team of scientists Considered unethical or ill-advised, but we're alive Please don't cry with virtual life but visualize a new body you'll have soon That we've built Powered by the light of two moons With new alloys that I found in Beloys A new planet that's arisen since Earth became void Free yourself from the who and how Don't grasp at the past, your path begins now Your question haunts me every now and again As I look into the sky and see a mountain of flame Where am I? 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 Where am I?
I know you're on a tight schedule, but we have to do the signature of the show. Now nah, let's do it. So we do the signature real quick, and yeah. then I know you got other stuff you got to handle. Yeah. Which you know, much respect to that good people over there at Husky Absolutely. Radio. I know Absolutely. them. The good <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And some I like to call twelve rounds. Okay. So the way is you pretty you pretty big dude, bro. You're not. You're not <laughs> but we're gonna go toe to toe. All right. I'm gonna ask you twelve questions. Okay. Each more difficult than the last. Shit. If if you answer all twelve <laughs> questions correct, honestly. Yeah. Damn. Honestly, you why are wouldn't the, they be honest? What you about to ask you me, man? You are the champion. You All walk right. away with the belt. Where is it? If you cannot answer the question, <laughs> or you will not answer the question, no, Damn. you will be knocked I out. I didn't see none of that. Wait, so one question is a knockout? Yeah, you will be, if you cannot answer the question. So it's like, how many rounds will I go? Because they exactly. get more and more difficult. They God. get more and more personal. Damn. You, you will be knocked out. I'm the champion, and I get. You don't have no chains on you. Don't have no I yeah. get that bag of natural tobacco. <laughs> Acrobatic. Are you willing to play twelve rounds? Yeah, man. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna sit here and act like I'm not gonna play. Round number one. Pretty easy. Right. What is your favorite part about your craft? My favorite part about my craft is that it allows me to travel the world and meet people from all over. Round number two. Yes. What is your least favorite part about your? My least favorite part about my craft is that. Hmm. There's no time limit on these, right? I'm just trying to think about what's the least favorite part. Mm. Eventually, you'll get the, the, the tank count. Yeah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. We don't want no standing eight counts or nothing like that. I think that, okay, maybe my least pay- favorite part is that I definitely don't make as much money as I feel as though I should. Mm. I'll say that. Okay, side note. Really? Even with the game deals, there's got to be yeah, like, I mean, there's got to be like, what do they call that? Uh, they give you money afterwards. Yeah, that? yeah, residuals yeah, and things. But the, the problem though is that when you're an independent artist, man, you get paid last. Oh, really? They go to Snoop first. They go to Rick Ross second, and then they come to me fiftieth. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying they offer me what's left. But Snoop does shit. <laughs> Whatever. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Round number three. If you could collaborate with anyone, yes. dead or alive, yes, who would it be? Um, I probably would still say. KRS one. Okay, I respect that. Round number four. What yeah. are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? Managing to come back from the edge of death and be healthier than I was before. Round number five. What are you least proud of? What am I least proud of? I'm least proud of the fact that it took me six years to put this next album out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. With it, round number six. What is your biggest fear? Oh man, my biggest fear would be probably my mother having to bury me. Mm. That that's something that I would not want to have to put my mom through, you know. And I almost did it, and you know, I I got to see just what the potential of that you know, could do to my family, not just my mom, but yeah. a lot of people. That's a tense fear. Yeah. It's but, heavy. but you know, I, my mom has always said no one should ever have to bury their child, you know, yeah. and I'm just trying to make sure that that doesn't happen. Round number seven, who would you take a bullet for? Who would I take a bullet for? I would take a bullet for my niece, Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take a bullet for, I, you know what? There's a lot of people I would take a bullet There's for. There's a lot of people. Too so, many yeah, so, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'll just start with my niece because she's, you know, only 12. And, you know, I would protect that. I like that. With, with my life, you know. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? 
And now, I'm not saying, disclosure, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying acrobatic shoots anyone. That's not right, what I'm right, saying. Right, 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 right. There's a bullet in the sky, it's flying. Right. You're just not going to jump could, in front of I could, I could jump in front. But you're not. But it's, it doesn't have to be somebody I know, right? Of course. It, who, would you let the, who would you let that bullet hit? Let me think about this for a second. I'm trying to think of somebody who just absolutely has to go. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty. Yeah, but you got to be careful about that because it just depends on who's asking. Mm. Damn, man. Officer Darren Wilson. Oh, okay. For those that don't know, please explain that. That's the man who murdered Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. You you feel that he could take that bullet and you'd have no remorse over it. Well, you probably have on a vest. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't, don't know. Shop. I'm just saying it would be on him. I'm not gonna risk I'm not gonna put my life in, in front of his. Okay. I'll let I'll let the bullet hit him. <laughs> oh, you got your vest on, right, homie? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Uh, uh, excuse me. Right. <laughs> round number nine. I'm wow, I made it this far. Yeah, you did. Round uh okay, round number nine. What is your biggest insecurity? Oh man. I want do I have a I guess my biggest insecurity is probably I don't know, maybe like my teeth. I don't I don't like my teeth. So I'm a little insecure about that. Okay. Yeah. You know. Let, let me redo that because I was ten. Okay. <laughs> oh <missed> damn. <laughs> what is your I, biggest I might have could have got away with not saying that one. <laughs> but your teeth? Yeah. What's wrong with your teeth? I don't know, man. You know, I'm just they're not they're not all there. They're not all there. It's just in the back, though, you know, so I kind of get away with it, but they're not all there. I'm a little insecure about it. Really? I don't have the million-dollar smile that some of these well, people I, have. It's not know? noticeable. I'm, no, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. The first thing I saw, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, damn, Acro. Nah, nah, you, you'd have to be all up in my mouth. I mean, I, that's definitely the case. I'm just saying. But, you know, I'm just not insecure about a lot of things, so that's, like, one thing. Okay. You I'm know? Dude, I don't really have many insecurities. There's not much that makes me feel like... I have anything to worry about in comparison to anybody Well, that's else. pretty good. Yeah. I like that. But yeah. this is my uppercut. Uh-oh, here it comes. Okay. Round 11. <laughs> Do you believe in God? Yo, it's so crazy that you asked me that because I am in the middle of some serious searching and some serious, like, reading. Um, I'm reading this book right now called God is Not Great. By, mm-hmm. by Andrew Hitchens, and it's definitely really interesting. It's basically about how religion poisons everything. Okay. Um, if I had to break it down to a yes or no answer, then my answer would be yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But as far as, like, what I feel about it in depth, you know, the, the abridged version of that would be that in my true beliefs, God is – just the energy that's in the universe that causes everything to happen. I don't believe... You don't believe him to be a physical being? No, absolutely not. There's no conscious being that gives a fuck about the human race. You don't think so? Absolutely not. I'm convinced 100% that there is absolutely not. I think that all of the stories in every single religion are false and they're lies. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Yes, I know it is, but I believe it. Okay. I like religion, that. religion is man-made. Way. Religion is man-made. It was written by people. All of the religions borrow from each other. All the stories are similar. All the messiahs were born of a virgin, and all these stories were written at different times, and they borrow from each other. And 
you know, at the end of the day, they were all made to control the population by the people who are at the top of the religion getting to do all the things that they forbade all the people at the bottom to do. And those people were uneducated, they were illiterate, and even the people who wrote the the scripts were largely illiterate. So these people didn't know anything about what was going on, you know, thousands of years before them. They didn't have recorded history. They were just telling stories. People are trying to cope with the fact that we're afraid of death and we don't want to die. Nobody wants to die, but I don't need to live under any false pretense in order to be okay with with life. It's Mm. a gift. You're here while you're here. You better do something about it. The people that are promising us the afterlife have never seen it. And, you know, faith is a, a thing that can get people through some hard times and I definitely appreciate that and I respect that but I just don't think that there's any reason to believe something that's not true in order to have faith that things can be okay God is out there God loves us but it's not because God has a conscience it's it's just the energy in the universe man there's no Mm. big chair somewhere that there's a guy sitting in Mm. you know they say God created man in his image but man created God in man's image so that we could say there's a man at the top of all this that is running everything we have to praise and worship this man who has a dick to man the woman is just the side piece that came yeah. off of the rib well, it's below a male. us inferior it's a male yeah Not it's a, a male it's a, it's a father there's somebody just <laughs> sitting up in the sky that wants us to praise him all day every day well I the, the energy kind of feels male that the universe energy doesn't feel feminine it's to me not it does woke. it's not warm it's not like to me it does it's our mother you think so yeah mother nature okay that's it mother nature right there she decides what happens to us you i know? like that acro i like that a lot i'm with that and and listen i understand anyone who doesn't agree with that i perfect i'm perfectly fine with the yeah. the fact that my view isn't the only view But see, but that to me is the biggest problem in religion is that every single religion claims to be the one truth and everybody else needs to burn in hell or be dealt with. And that is the very basis of all the wars that happen in the world. So if religion is the thing that kills the most people, how could it possibly be good? Mm -hmm. And then how could there be one God that just won't tell us which one is the right religion? All right, we fucked it up. We have now 200 religions. Can you tell us which story is the right one? Which virgin really gave birth Mm -hmm. to the one Messiah? Because everybody's claiming to. And we're fighting over that. And children are being hit with bombs over that. Which is really immature and really irresponsible. I think that has very little to do with God. But I, I can see where you derive from that. But everyone's saying that they're doing it in the name of God. Well, I'm saying that's what I'm saying. But God doesn't have anything to do with it. I can say, Acro, I'm going to go punch Flow Rhythm in the face in yeah. your name. And you're yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. didn't tell you to do that. Right. No, I'm going to do it because I honor you. You really don't have much to say with it. But uh-huh. I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I respect it. How many, how many, it. how many billions of years has the earth been here for people to think that we could possibly know what the fuck happened? Yeah. And how it was created. I do find All it- we have is science, man. The science tells us that it happened about this long ago. But the fact that there would could be a male going, all right, I'm going to spend six days on this. Then I'm going to rest. You know, I, it's just very hard to believe. So you, you feel it's so Where are the flying there? horses? Where are the Where is the Red Sea parting now? How come it can't happen? We have cameras. It's the same way <laughs> everybody says that they saw a UFO and they were abducted by aliens. And yeah. everybody's alien looks the same in the sketches. Yeah. But how come there's no pictures? How come there's no not one piece of like little microscopic tissue to say this isn't on Earth? Yeah. This must have been part of an alien. Yeah. 
when you call people's bluff, they can't show you anything. And then there's just faith. Yeah. And I'm saying that just faith is cool, but that's all it is. It's a hope. So, you know, if everyone yeah. that ever lived and ever died is chilling somewhere in a place called heaven yeah. and they're all waiting there, yeah. it'd be hard to see everyone, wouldn't it? I mean, how many people have lived? How many billions of people have lived? Yeah. They're all burning. We have to burn in hell because we're not praising the big guy upstairs. Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that. Okay. You know, too many good things happen to good people in this world yeah. for me to believe that there's somebody who's watching over it and everything just happens the way it's supposed to. I feel that you should continue on your path. Yeah. Okay. Of enlightenment and searching for faith or, or, or proving that faith is nothing but faith. Yeah. That. Continue doing that, Akiru. I am I, Christian. Yep. Okay. But I'm listening to you as in I could take every conversation as Maybe you know something that I don't know. Right. So I'm. I'm well, you asked me though. I would oh, never just come up to a Christian oh. and be like, "Yo, man, your shit's a bunch of bullshit." <laughs> I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. No. no. And I'm not. I'm not going to do the same either. Hey, right. you're blasphemous for fuck. No, right, no, no. right. Dude, it is very boastful for me to believe that anyone anywhere has a book that's the right book. Right. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that there's more involved to it than just reading what other people wrote. I understand that. Yes. But the same thing with math. You're but, not going to understand math. If I go, yeah. what's the equation of 3, 4, 4, 5? Oh, I don't know. But a person that knows math will understand it. But see, but that's why I bring you back to your original question, which uh -huh. was, do you believe in God? And my answer was, yes. yes. I and that's, you know, that's all that really matters because, yeah, you know, we put energy out there. Everybody's energy is related to everyone else's energy. In fact, we're all physically and biologically related to each other. We all go back you know, probably to some pond in Africa. And that is where we came from. And, you know, to think that we started as humans, you know, 4,000 years ago off of someone's rib or something like that. Those are all, those stories are helpful in some way because they teach you, you know, valuable life lessons. Humidity but when, yeah. Like but when, when I look at the, the, um, long history of child rape and child abuse in the church and all of the crusades in which people were tortured and killed because they didn't claim to believe what someone else believed, I can only see religion as an evil thing. And it's unfortunate to have to say it, but I can't think of anything else that has caused more bodies to be killed, you Good. know, to, you know, more people to be killed. I respect that. Yeah. I understand it. Continue on your path. I think. All right, I'm I think, gonna. I think at the end. Yeah, I might you, think something you, you different five no, years I'm from not, now. I'm not even hoping that. I'm just. Yeah. That I think people need to question more often than just, oh, I'm gonna take it in. Yeah. Including hip hop. Don't just take everything in. Yeah. Quit, what, why is he doing this? Why is he here? What's, that's important for an adult, a mature adult, to get to that point. Yeah, Last, I mean, because most, most of the things we know and believe, you know, we were born into it. Somebody told us and we took it for Look, and, and I'll say this. I'll say this. I, we live in a generation in a world where people don't know shit. Yeah. They parrot something they heard from the last person. Yeah. You have no idea how... That's a pet peeve of mine when someone goes like, uh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Or, or you know, uh, you only hate people that right. you really loved at right, one point. Right, right. And I'm like, name one rape victim that loved their rapist. Right. Like, it's just like you're, you're repeating shit doesn't... It doesn't equate no, to No, absolutely not. You got to have real life knowledge, man. And I'm just on a quest for that. Um... The knowledge I do have, I share it. And the things that I don't have knowledge about, I don't sit there and arrogantly claim to know. I ask questions or I don't say shit. 
Yeah. Until I figure it out. Well, I think this last question, because mm-hmm. this is the last round. Right. I'm about to get my belt. Super interesting coming <clears throat> from Aqua now, because now I got to know. Okay. Last and final round, yes. round 12, acrobatic. We, we laughed. Touch gloves, we, touch gloves. Beep, beep. <laughs> we laughed, we cried, <laughs> we talked about this, we talked about that, exactly what I wanted to experience with acrobatic. All right. Round 12. Yes. Why? Why? Just why? Well, I mean, why not? <laughs> you know, why not? We're here. We're here. Please, because that's the number one go-to. All so right. I got to hear why, Acrobatic. I think that we need to understand that our time here is what we have. And we need to live for that. There's always going to be people trying to tell you that, oh, this is about something that happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. How cheated will you feel if there's nothing afterwards? You have to make it happen now and you have to pass it on so that the people after you have something to work with. One of the worst things about this country and why it's falling apart is because we have this mentality that we have to erase and start over with every new generation. Every new generation starts off as idiots. That's happened for like two or three generations in a row now, now that there's the internet. Mm -hmm. So there's all this information out there and people just go get it and process it any old way. You know, we need to carry on tradition. We need to bridge gaps here. You know, this is important. And why? Because the people that we care about are the people we leave behind, man. It's like every one of us knows some old person that's on the way out. And it's like, what was their life for? What was it about? Did I spend enough time at their side listening to what they had to say? Or did I just think I knew everything? Because the people who just think they know everything, unfortunately, end up leading. And they take people right off the fucking cliff. You know what I mean? But then there's the people who actually have lived. I would hope that when I'm 70 or 80 years old, that somebody is going to find some value in sitting down with me and talking to me about what I've experienced and what I know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And in the meantime, between now and then, I'm just going to try to pass that off to whoever I know and whoever is willing to listen, whoever is willing to share that with me, because I have so many people in my life that are mentors that have done that for me. So it's like the stuff that I'm spitting out that you might go, oh, Axe is a pretty smart guy or he's a knowledgeable guy. He knows what he's talking about. That's all coming from other sources, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all coming from my influences and from my mentors. And I really think that just in America – We need a renaissance of how we think, how we approach the world. The rest of the world is passing us. The rest of the world is making us look dumb while we are running around killing each other because our government has scared us into thinking that we need to protect each other. I mean, we need to protect ourselves from each other because everybody's having guns. And it's like, it's just a mess and it's an irreversible mess. So it's like, how do we become citizens of the world? You know, how do we take what we know and use it to live a good life. Because I know a lot of people who live in some areas where a good life may be not even be possible. Mm. So what, do they just have to stay there? Is that is that what they're just relegated to? I don't think so. I think the why is because we need to let every single person know what the potential of their life can be. And how they can do that without just being some shameless person that just runs around doing anything and everything and just in hopes because what is happening? We're filling up prisons. We got people on that YOLO shit who are just going for it, risking their freedom over 
20 grand worth of coke or some stupid shit like that going to jail for 20 years 15 20 years over dumb shit you know because as a country we're dumb and our children are dumb because we're not raising them properly and we're just leaving them in front of the tv to watch the fucking anaconda video you know what i'm saying and then expect them to process that in the same way that adults process it and know what to do with it yeah you know our daughters are watching that shit and hashtagging it on their instagram pages and we don't even know that they have an instagram page so we need to kind of just buckle down as a society and you know my personal my personal thing is an exit plan because i just don't even see any i don't see a future really for for america like that yeah I would like to see it. I love my country. I would like to see it. But I've been here for my whole life, and it just seems to be a pretty steady decline for at least the last decade mm-hmm. of the mentality of the people. Yeah. Well, it always gets worse before it has to get better. Yeah. So the riots in the 60s, the mm-hmm. all the everything that happened in the 20s, everything gets to the, it has to hit the dirtiest of dirt before right. someone, people say, all right. We need to fucking stop this. And unfortunately, I think we're just, instead of hitting dirt, we're just digging deeper. Deeper. We're just going to go, oh, this is the bottom one time? Oh, no, no, no. Sex tapes of people. Oh, no, no. Child Let me just keep... Yeah, what's the lowest common denominator? It just always... That's what scares me is that the lowest common denominator is always a growing number. That number's not shrinking. And I don't know what can be done to shrink it because we have been programmed to believe that the people who are actually doing something with their lives are not cool and they're not the people you want to get your message from. I think the only thing we can do is not contribute to that. And right. there, by there, by therefore not be part of the problem, not be part of that. So like, like bringing it back to you yeah. is I'm not contributing to that. Hey, that's what you're into. Fine. Yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. don't ask me to pitch in to that because that's not what I'm going to do. That's yeah. not the legacy I want to leave. That's not what I want to be remembered for. I want to be remembered for teaching a, his, a fucking yeah. college course on yeah. hip hop. Like that's the legacy that every every hip hop should have, that should want to achieve that type of level of respect in any course. If you're the best at math, be fucking Isaac Newton. Yeah. Be that dude. And see, you know, but the thing is for me, man, is that concept, man, I'm just not one of those dudes who has like this super blown up idea of myself. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm just a regular dude. That's all I've kind of ever wanted to be. And I I don't want to give off that whole, like, I'm better than somebody, you know, really not in any way. Because it, it just, it doesn't really do nothing for me, man. My ego doesn't have that but desire to be to, fed I've, like that. I think you, and I mean this respectfully, you yeah. need to step up and recognize that you're a mentor. So you're not better than me. Yeah. I don't see, look at my teachers as my better. I look at them as someone who knows something that I don't know. Right. And they're going to express their wisdom well, in the best way I can understand But let me explain it. why I said that, though. It's just that there's a line because people, A, don't want to feel like they're being preached to. And I understand that that part of it. But unfortunately, man, it, it it's just, you know, people want that experience of that fast, quick life. You know what I'm saying? It's what we were talking about earlier, just like the whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll aspect of it. They want that. They want to be hit with that. Even artists that I know, yo, man, artists that I know closely that are friends of mine, good people, good parents, when they get in the booth, they turn into super gangster, I'm going to shoot everybody, and I'm fucking everybody's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. When I know that that's not the life that they live, Mm -hmm. but they make good music, 
So what's my position on that supposed to be when I know better mm. and I know that person knows better? I got to just shut the fuck up and let them do what they want to do. Because at the end of the day, somebody's going to be like, well, you know, who are you to decide what anybody should be talking about? Mm. So that's the conundrum. It's like our society wants to be able to do what they want to do with no shame and no retribution. But unfortunately, there are real life consequences for it. And when you're an artist and all you're doing is painting the picture, yeah. but you creating people who love you and follow you that are looking to you for like, not necessarily guidance, but definitely like, they're looking up to you. Whether you like it or not, you're a role model. If you make somebody buy into you and be your fan and you're not telling them, yo, this is just shit that I'm talking. I'm not really doing this. If you don't tell them that and they're young teenagers, guess what you're doing? You're contributing. And that's what you're saying, which is, you know, let's not contribute to that. Yeah. But not everybody sees it that way. Even people who know better, all they feel is as long as I'm doing what I need to do when the when the microphone's off, as long as I'm taking my kids to the private school with the money that I'm making off this shit, who cares what the people that are listening to me are processing? You who cares who how will? they're processing? You know it? who will care is those people that voluntarily sign up to take that course. Yeah, the the yeah. people that voluntarily download this episode, download yeah. the show, because they understand there is more. The, look, the truth is the best the best thing that could ever happen, like a dark room. Yeah. You walk in with one candle, it'll light the entire room up. Yeah, yeah. You can't do the opposite. Yeah. You can't walk into a room full of light with a little bit of darkness. It's not going right. to do shit. Right. So as long as you continue to provide oil for that little light, mm -hmm. you're doing your part. And I'm going to continue to try to do my part. And all I can do is hope that people are going to be open to you know to some type of a message i mean not every song i make is about like some deep message that people have to like really dig into to understand what i'm talking about right but i'm just saying that from artists like myself and other artists who have things to say that might actually be able to help us culturally people have to be open to the message you can't receive it if you don't make room for it right you know so people have to realize that they're being bamboozled or that they're being distracted or that they're being taken advantage of or that they're being manipulated people have to be able to acknowledge that first but trey songs ain't gonna tell them that <laughs> he's just gonna be like girl you got a big fat butt and that's all i care about and that's all i need so just bring it over here we don't need to talk about shit else because that's all that's important and then those women are like, yeah, that is all that's important. Look at him. He's got his earrings. He's pretty. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just going to come out here and hope that he picks me. And I'm not mad at Trey Songs for that. He, I'm sure he's living a great life as a result of that. Yeah. But you have, you know, basically the power of pop music is that it's going to pimp out all the little girls who listen to it. So now, how many of those girls are you going to fuck, artist? Maybe a few hundred, maybe a couple thousand. You can't get to Ugh. all of them. So now all the ones who just now just have that mentality. Yeah. You know, there's a group of artists out there who kind of have themselves to thank for perpetuating it. Yeah. And then those artists are doing it simply because crazy money is coming at them. And crazy money is coming at them from people who know the benefit in keeping our young women in that state of mind. And the artists don't care about that because they're getting paid. And the, the people being manipulated don't care because they're being entertained. Mm -hmm. And they feel a triumph when they see, for instance, another black person making money or another woman making money. They see that and that's inspiring to them more than the message is damaging to them or just as much. Right. You know, so it's like. How do you get those people to open up to the idea that maybe they're being led astray? All you can do is do what you do yeah. and hope for the best. That's it.
What else are you going to do? That's it. That's it. Keep so that's the it. why right there. You win. You're the champion. You walk away with the belt. It's not a real belt. It's an imaginary belt. Oh, all right. I got it's a, a metaphorical belt. I got a few of those. I got a few of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got metaphysical plaques yeah, on man. my wall. You know what I mean? That's what yeah. I do. Thank you for coming through. Yo, thanks for having it's me, man. It's been really eye-opening. It's been, like I said, I, I, ha- I sit Very down personal. with people. You got, I, all, you got all up in my shit, man. That, <laughs> that's the goal. It's to all get right. all up in your shit all right. so people get to know you. Yeah, nah, that's get cool. Get to know the real you. I'm not mad at that. Okay, I'm glad you, <laughs> and I'm glad you were willing to open up. Yeah. A lot of people clamp up in the beginning, but I yeah. think- they see that I'm not trying to extort you. Yeah. I'm not trying to expose you. Right. I invited you. You could have said no. Yeah. And also, man, I just feel like as I am with my music, I'm not trying to pull the wool over nobody's eyes, man. Right. It's like, think what you want about whatever I said or think what you want about me in any way. It don't matter because any person you kick it with them long enough. You're going to disagree with them on something. Any person, you kick it with them long enough, you're going to find some common ground on something. So thanks to everybody who listened to me and kicked it with with me in concept for this time. You know what I mean? I'm I'm definitely grateful that anybody would even care long enough, you know, to listen. That care enough to listen, you know, to all the things that we've had to say. Because I think there's a lot of important topics. And, you know, I think that there's some people that might benefit from from listening to this I can't say enough about the people that listen to the show. Because those that listen, listen. They're like, dude, that question that you asked him was, you could tell you stumped him. Or, dude, I didn't know he thought like that. They're really responsive. I think this is something that hip-hop our age yeah. is really craving for because it's there's no more MTV raps. There's no, MTV doesn't even play music anymore. Nah, they I don't. mean, there's no outlets for you artists to get really express yourself. Right. Who knew Acro had these type of like like who knew that yeah, this well, came from this type of person? You about to have the whole the whole church after me, man. They about to <laughs> <laughs> they about to all be coming at me. You non believer. I you know Built to Last. <laughs> yeah. Built to last, baby. The album that describes you. More you, than anything, I'm with it. Yeah, the album. Let them know where they can find it. Yo, the album is available. Um, you can get it at directly from me at my Bandcamp uh, site, which is acrobaticmc.bandcamp.com. So yeah. that's a k r o b a t i k m c dot bandcamp.com. Um, I have my album available digitally and on CD. Um, I also have, you can get the album at undergroundhiphop.com. They also have it. I have to shout them out because they, they're the ones who made it possible that the physical copies could, could come out looking as nice as they do. Um, I got a video for the title track built to last coming out in the next few weeks. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Actually, I can't wait to see the final cut of that, but we had a lot of fun shooting it. And, uh, that same song is on the UFC, Mm -hmm. uh, EA sports, UFC soundtrack, as we mentioned. And then, um, you know, the album has, uh, master ace on there at OG, Mr. Lift, uh, Dutch rebel, dope up and coming MC from Boston. Um, Rex Chilla Jones, who's like one of the toughest battle MCs out Mm -hmm. there. You know, it's a, it's a ride, man. And it's just a journey through the time since, you know, absolute value to now. You know, for those who don't know, I had emergency open heart surgery in 2011, which kind of slowed down my return to the game. And I was able to, you know, recover from that with, with the help of God and, you know, my, my friends and family and fans who all just, you know, sent me so much love. There was just so much positive energy running through me. There's no way I could have died right then. So I, you know, this album is definitely something that touches on that, um, both directly and then in my imagination, what I was thinking, you know, I have a song called Where Am I with Mr. Lift where, you know, I, I wake up and I'm just like, 
not knowing where I am. I, I have no idea what happened to me. And it turns out that Liv is like a scientist and he uploaded my consciousness to a computer. Oh. And, you know what I'm saying? And he's explaining <laughs> to me what happened to me. And so if you look at the album cover art, you know, you see it's kind of like a bionic man thing where yeah. I have like cyborg yeah. parts. So, you know, the, the whole concept is that I was recreated because I was, you know, when I had the surgery, they had to open me up. They had to cut out some stuff. They had to add some stuff. They had to tie me back up and I had to recover from all that. And, when I finally got back to the point where I was feeling 100%, you know, I really felt like a fucking superhero. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you go? You know, I, I one day I was 240 pounds. The next day I was 205 pounds. All right. So when I got back up to like 230, I was literally feeling like, you know, I'm Brock Lesnar in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready to just tear everything up. And, you know, I've been riding that momentum for three years now, man. It's been three years since that time. And I'm just glad to have some new music out and glad to be, you know, collaborating with great artists and artists from my city. I recorded the whole album in the neighborhood where I grew up. And like I said, the video is going to be fire. I'm going to do a couple more for this record, too. And then I'm just going to get out there and hit up every city possible in the world that will have me and let me rock shows. and and Keep doing it. It. Yes, I'm sir. with it. I'm glad to hear you coming back. I'm glad to hear you going strong. Thank you, bro. That's what I love to hear. You can't leave without blessing that mic, though. Oh, okay. You know that. With no beat, mug. just... The universe <laughs> provides you a beat, man. Ah, the universe will provide the context. I'm about to wake the flock up concept. My man coming through with the camera, and I throw a lightning quick flaming bar like I'm Gamera. That's the ill turtle, but acrobatics like the illest on the mic, and MCs look like Steve Urkel. But yo, my family matters. I bring the data that mm. will shatter everybody from Boston to the outer stratosphere. Y'all are like Trish Stratus up in here. Some divas <laughs> to hip-hop, you're needless. But acrobatic is flavor like some grapes that's seedless from Welch's. Eat up MCs and then you hear the belches. They smell nasty because y'all MCs is dirty and disgusting. Check me as I'm busting. This is acrobatic. That's a name you can trust in. While y'all suckers is just pop like Justin Timberlake. Mm. Yeah, every one of y'all, you been a fake. I'm about to bounce back to the San Diego interstate with my man Seven. So, yo, get the Honda engine revving. It's ah. Concept 714. Ah. Keep it raw. That's right, baby. Acrobatic <laughs> in the house. What's up, right, yo? Respect, respect. Man, bad, thank you for coming through. From anytime, my anytime, heart. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. You're more than welcome back whenever you like. You in yo, town? Yo, word up. I love, I love the studio. West. You want to spit something? Yeah. We can make that happen. Trust me, when it's like December, January, and it's cold back home, you're going to see me creeping back That's out right. here for sure. That's right. This is where the, you know, you know where the heat is. Yeah, I do. Thank you for coming through. Good anytime, brother. Thanks Please for having me, Please keep doing it. Bless Respect. you on your path Respect. and on your way out. Thank you, my thank man. You for I appreciate everything. it. So, for seven... We didn't get to talk. I feel yeah, bad now. Yeah. For Full Rhythm, for Hydro, for Revolution Studios, for Real Hip Hop Everywhere. Yes, this sir. is Concept 714 for Acrobatic. Yeah, built to last. Woo! Asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wake the fuck up.